So, here's to episode two. Cheers. Hi, how are you? You know, today's been okay. It's been okay? Especially, I've been a little paranoid because I wasn't sure what was going to happen. I was like, something bad's going to happen? Yeah, you kept telling me that something bad's going to happen. I told you I tripped up the stairs. That's pretty bad. That was pretty bad. I broke my key fob. Oh, yeah, that's bad, too. Yeah. Those are expensive. Are they really? Yeah. I knew I should have Googled that. Um, Your dad said Gorilla Glue. That's what I was talking <laughs> I actually pay extra insurance for my key fob um, for Toyota. They have insurance for that? Yeah, well, it's a lease. So, because they said if I pay this insurance every month, if I lose my key fob, instead of paying $200 to replace it, I only have to pay $50. $200 for a key fob? Yeah. Who would know a little button would be $200 worth of a button? Just, so that's why I'm like, oh yeah, let me pay for that extra insurance. Actually, I'm going to turn, I want to set the mood. Should we set this off too, to set your mood? Did you want, no, this is fine. Mm -hmm. I'm in the mood. Are you not in the mood? (laughs) The mood has been set. Um, I'm fine. Thank you for asking. I was going to get there. Were you? But you stood up to set the mood. I, I, isn't the mood set, though? Well, now it is. I have all my candles. Also, you already my... told me you tripped up the steps. Yeah, that sucked. Because <laughs> I was texting you. <laughs> As I was texting you, I tripped up the steps. And I was like, what the fuck? Can't blame that one on my me. My mom's like, are you okay? I'm like, no. <laughs> Can't walk. Sucks. Damn steps. Ugh. It's, yeah. Honestly, it's like your day off, so you've been relaxing? I've been trying. I had to go out because I was going to pick up um, the wine and, like, snacks for you to come over today. But then my... Where are the snacks? I gave you chips. That was the snacks? Those was from last week. Okay, well, I was going to get you more, but then my night became fucked why because it was busy i had shit going on there's a lot it was a shit show and by the time i was done my shift i didn't want to fucking be there and i couldn't buy the wine because you can only buy it when you're not working oh uh, and uh because i stopped working at 12 30 in the morning it wasn't even open yeah like that's not even an option then. yeah like we stopped selling it, like, hours beforehand, so, like, that wasn't a thing. Yeah, that sucks. Um, So then I had to get up early, but not really because I woke up at 11. Okay. <laughs> I had to wake up early. <laughs> not, I was going to, but then I woke up at 11, and instead of being like, I'm going to get up, I'm going to, like, you know, get my morning started, mm-hmm. I went up and was like, I'm going to go buy wine. So my mother probably thinks I have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's uh, that's what I did. Wow. And so, but I have off tomorrow, and I plan on not leaving my bed. Okay. So literally, I'm just gonna. I don't. Rec- I mean, you know, when I came in, you were in bed. I was tired. I guess so. Leaving work at twelve in the morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Could not be me. No. So what are we drinking today? Ooh, so my say, favorite I, wine. I say that like I did not buy it. You did buy it because <laughs> you realized Shade. Do you want to bring wine or should I bring wine? And I'm like, I'm not going to have time to go to the wine store, so you should buy wine. Yeah. So Cotton I went. candy. It, yeah. It's called, um, it's called Carnival. Um, it's grape wine with natural cotton candy flavor, which I have a lot of questions because where do you find natural cotton candy? 
That's a trick question. I feel like it was grown on a farm. The cotton cotton candy was grown on a farm. That fluffiness that comes from a tree. I think you feel like cotton and cotton candy are the same thing. (laughs) And they're not. It is. It's pink. (laughs) Cotton's white. (laughs) Not the same thing. Um... But it is from Franklin Hill Vineyards. They don't give us any money to say that, but we're, I figured I'd let you know. It's a very sweet wine. It's not my favorite from this vineyard. Um, What's your favorite? From that vineyard? I just like their, their white. Or their, um, their Red Kiss Rosé is really good, too. I haven't had it. You haven't introduced me. All right. I was actually going to buy it, but then I was like, no, I'll get you that. And then I have another white chilling in the fridge Ugh. and a different rosé that was cheap. I think I'm going to get next time a fall wine, though. Okay. Like what? I don't know. I'll have to look. Okay. But they have a bunch, like at the grocery store, they have like a whole thing of like, this is the fall wines. You're going to be so proud of me because I embraced fall. Did you? I did. I brought. I bought... um. Pumpkin spice latte for the house. Did you? I bought pumpkin spice latte. Did you? For me. I bought it for me. And I also bought decaffeinated for the kids. Wow. Yeah. So this guy was like, I'm drinking coffee. And I'm like, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. (laughs) He's like, Tutti Carly lets me drink coffee. You know, I realized we're uh, almost seven minutes in. We never said our names. Oh. Or what this is. This is why we should have an intro (laughs) set So when shit like this happens, I don't have to backtrack. No, we're fine. We'll just, we'll keep it going. We'll keep it rolling. I mean, it's too late. Hi. Hi. I'm Sade. I'm Sarah. And thank you for tuning in to trying to make it to To 30. 30. Because we're trying, honestly, we're just trying to make it through this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're doing great. Doing amazing. Yes. This week, we are on episode two. Mm-hmm. And episode two, we're going to talk about millennials. Yes. And I discovered right before we decided to do this podcast that I am actually a millennial. You are. Did not know that. Yeah. Thought you were Gen Z. I don't know what I thought I was. Even though you were only a year younger than. I thought I was actually too old to be considered a millennial. Really? I did. I knew I was a millennial. I did not. I thought I was too old. I didn't realize millennial is so far. We'll get into that, but I didn't realize millennial was so like diverse in age range. Mm-hmm. Um, like I really thought my husband was too old. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a millennial too. Yeah, I wouldn't have known that if you didn't do all this excellent research. research. I did. I actually researched it. I um, have all this stuff that she's teased me for. <laughs> <laughs> you did a um, great job. I did a fantastic job. Thank you. You're I, welcome. I am really good at researching, and somehow it was decided that I will do all the research for these things, but we'll digress to that yep. later. You have a very um, important job. The outlines, the research, the writing. I do. It's great. So, yeah, our whole podcast theme is about millennials trying to make it to and through 30. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I guess we could include some Gen Z. Maybe we'll do an episode on Gen Z, but... You and I are millennials, yes. so that's why we're really discussing it, and um, a lot of our fellow millennials are either approaching 30 or in their 30s. 
So we felt it was important to talk about being a millennial and everything about that. Also, uh, I don't know if you want to keep this in, but it took up until writing this outline for me to realize that I've been spelling millennial wrong. How do you spell it? I was not putting an extra L in there. Oh, it's double L? Yeah, so I was not putting the extra L in there, and I was wondering why it kept coming up red, and then I was like, oh, spelling is hard. Well, it's a good thing I never looked at the notes. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that means. (laughs) So, let's talk about millennials and discuss all that fun stuff. First and foremost, maybe you should talk about what a millennial is. So, the first bullet point, if you would have read it, is a millennial. (laughs) I am so good. If you would have read it, readings for losers. The next thing on my list is the definition. Wow! Wow! Look at me knowing things without knowing things. I feel like you're just trying to make me look like a dumbass, and it's not working. Never, because I'm too prepared. You're way too prepared. Also, I you read the outline to me, so that's true. I knew something like that was coming up. Yeah. Um. So. The definition of a millennial, so millennials that are, they're also known as Generation Y, uh, they are the, yes. That thing, that's what I thought I was. Oh, Y, because YZ, get yeah. it? And Generation X comes before. X, Y, Z. Z. Yeah. yeah, well, I didn't know millennial and Generation Y was the same thing. Oh. <laughs> well, they are. <laughs> so... They are the demographic cohort following Generation X and preceding Gen Z. So the typical date range for a millennial um, starts at 1981 and 1996, which is about 24 to 39 years old. Um, they So that date has been like fluctuating depending on what website you go to. But that's pretty much like the basic, like some have it doing like, some have it a couple years earlier it starts. Some have it a couple years later. Um, but this is, like, the basic, like, um, date range that I could find. It's pretty consistent for the most part with the exception of one or two sites. Okay. Um, sometimes they push it to 1997 or 8, but typically 1981 to 1996 is the typical range for uh, millennials. They are the children of baby boomers and early Gen X. Um, they are also the parents of Generation Alpha, and this generation... Wait, 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 wait. Say that again? Generation that's, Alpha. That's what... We're the parents of Generation Alpha? Yes. So you're telling me Skylar and Sakai are Generation Alpha? Correct. How cute is that? Because... I gave birth to Alphas. Because I think Gen <laughs> Z ends at 2007. Again, I feel like we should do an episode on Gen Z, but... Sure. Um, Gen Z... Ends before 2010, I believe. Wow. So anyone born after that age range is considered Generation Alpha because um, it has to do with the Greek alphabet. Like, Alpha's the first letter of the Greek alphabet. Gotcha. So that's where that comes from. Um, so this generation is generally marked by elevated use of familiarity with the internet, mobile devices, and social media. That's typically what this generation is known for. That's what I'm known for. That's true. <laughs> um, any questions on the definition before we continue? No, I interrupted you enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As per usual. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's get into some characteristics. Okay. Um, and then I will tell you whether or not I think it applies to us. 
really invested in this. <laughs> um, so some characteristics about the millennial generation. So typically, millennials are more educated. Um, 34% of 25 to 29-year-olds have some sort of bachelor's degree or higher. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say anything. I only have an associate's. Um, I'm still in college, and I hate it. <laughs> Wish I never made the decision. I hated college. Once I got my degree, I was like, I'm done. They're like, well, you can go get your bachelor's in creative writing or business. I'm like, nope. I'm I'm done. I can't stand it. <sighs> They're still like, I'm still in school. And they're like, oh, well, how are you feeling? I'm like, I need a break. And they're like, well, how long of a break do you need? I'm like, I don't know, two years. <laughs> it's been a year and a half, and I've been on my break for so, a year and a half. So you're almost done. I actually am almost done my break. Yeah. I have to go back to school. That sucks. Don't how cry you, for me. How are you going to do that while homeschooling your own children? That's why I took the break. Because homeschooling during the day and then my time being taken up at night by school was way too much. Yeah. Yeah, way too much. And on top of that, I'm still a computer science major and haven't switched over to a business major like I wanted to. Oh. Because I never filled out the paperwork because I'm a procrastinator. Yeah. Life goes on. So, yeah, I'll get back to that. And then hopefully next year... Rona will be a gone, and I can put my kids into like a nice prestige school. There you go. Yeah. Well, mo- most other millennials have a degree. Not us. <laughs> Not a bachelor's at uh, least. Yeah, I mean, I hey, have it. They said bachelor's. You That's can't true. be mad at that. Um, but I do have an associate. Um, so the reason for this is millennials believe that education is the key to success and are willing to put themselves in debt in order to achieve it. That was another thing. I did not want to continue school, so I paid for my associate's degree out of pocket. I worked full-time, went to school online Mm full-time, literally wrecked my mental health doing that. It's terrible. Paid for it out of pocket because my parents couldn't... They tried to pay for it, but it was was just too much money. Like, they couldn't pay for the tuition, the books, plus, like, my brother was still in high school at the time. Mm. Like, they just couldn't do it. So then I stepped up and I started paying for it. And it was expensive. And all the money... How much was it? Uh, it was at least 1200 per semester, just for the semester. And that was years ago, so it's probably it's a lot more. higher. Yeah. And it was community college on top of that, so it was the cheapest version of that. Plus, textbooks would go, if you couldn't find it used or you didn't want to rent it, it was like 300 bucks a textbook at least. Mm-hmm. And it, I just, I I was paying so much money for this. That's a lot of money. It was a lot of money. You know what's messed up? I have no idea how much my tuition is. <laughs> I feel like that's something we have to... Um, yeah, I should look into that. Yeah, you know, that's something we'll talk about off of. I mean, you know what else? My, I know my financial, like, besides the grants and the scholarships, my loan, I have accumulated about $30,000. So I know it's a lot of money because yeah. I still have grants and scholarships that are not showing up in that loan. Yeah, that makes, that's the devil. That makes me nauseous thinking mm-hmm. thirty thousand. That's like worth my car, and I I have a Rav Four, so it's like a pretty a new Rav car. Yep. Rav Four car. It, that's a lot. It then that's so high that I just stuttered. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's so much. I put so much money into a degree that I don't use. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers to not using your degree. <laughs> that, that I paid so much money for. That's another reason why I'm skeptical, skeptical about completing my degree because I'm like, I'm still doing computer science. If I switch to business, I don't know how many credits I'm going to lose. Oh, I know. Right? And I'm like, I don't want to lose my credits. Then again, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to use my computer science degree. So I started off as an education major because I was going to teach the world. Um, that didn't happen because I don't have the patience to teaching children. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so that didn't work out. I've seen so, that in person. So then I switched to a liberal arts major or liberal studies. Um, because if I would have switched to business, I would have lost a ton of credits. So the advisor was like, oh, just switch to liberal studies, take a bunch of business classes as your electives, and then when you go to get your bachelor's, they'll transfer over and you won't lose credits. So that's what I did. So I took a bunch of business classes, but I never switched my degree over to business. So technically my degree's in in liberal studies, but I took like, 12 business classes oh like i took like intro to business business one um micro and macroeconomics. like i did all this business mar- marketing but like technically my degree is not in business mm-hmm. but i have all these classes so like i can't say i have a business degree but you have but i but i experienced ta- yeah but i've taken the classes and everything so yeah. like that kind of sucked but like i just didn't want to spend another year making up those credits right so you know what? The American education system sucks. Yeah. <laughs> just, it's awful. Um, surprisingly, though, I also read that this generation is the first generation since the great generation, which is um, before um, the boomers. And I don't know if that's because I just didn't re- really have good records from before, but um, the women in this generation so far are the highest educated group of women like um we have the highest percentage of women getting their education as millennials compared to other generations so far i believe that um more women are becoming doctors and lawyers than previous Mm -hmm. generations and um, more women are advancing themselves in those fields i mean think about where women came from right yeah so so that makes a lot of sense just interesting information um, so that's like a quick thing on tech, like education. Um, so another characteristic is um, we're really good with technology. So we're one of the first generations to grow up constantly connected to the world. Um, we adapt quicker to technology changes because we've always had it. Right. And um, we're also more into social media than pre- previous generations as well. I mean, previous generations didn't have as much technology, like, available to them. Right. So You also have to think, like, I remember being young, but I remember at a young age having, like, a computer, having the internet. Now, it was dial-up, and it, yeah. you know... <laughs> took forever. <laughs> took forever. Couldn't be on the phone at the same time unless we had Horrible. a... Se- yeah, but I remember always having that internet connection. Like, right. growing up, like, in elementary school, we were, like... It was just switching over from having, like, very limited internet and mm-hmm. computer to having nothing but internet and computer. You know what I also remember? And Like, I know it was, like, super important for us to learn how to use the computer in elementary school. Mm-hmm. But I also remember learning how to use a typewriter 
Do you? Yeah. I am third that. grade with Miss Warren. I don't remember that. Did you have Miss Warren? I don't remember having Miss Warren. Well, I know how to use a typewriter. I'd have to pull up my third grade yearbook, which I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember who I had in third grade. Oh, wait. No. Third grade, I had Mrs. Esser. I, okay. I don't know if I wanted her, but I got Miss Warren. And I remember before I got her, I was, like, super scared of her. Oh, yeah. Because she was so strict, and she had, like, very voluminous hair. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, that lady's going to be the death of me. But she turned out to be really cool. I learned how to use a typewriter. And after I used the typewriter, she put me on a computer. Maybe that's why you like me, because I look like a bitch. But yeah, maybe I'm not as much of a bitch. I still am. You're not as much of a bitch? <laughs> Compared yeah. to how I look? No, I feel like that's pretty, you know, <laughs> parallel. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you look like a bitch. You are a bitch. That's true. You are. So that's so that's pretty much technology. Um, yeah. I mean we we grew up with it. I can remember. I remember cell phones changing super quick. I remember having a flip phone, and then within a couple of, like years, my flip phone turned into like. A side, a sidekick. I, I didn't have a sidekick. No, no, I had one of those. It was the I remember it, the LG Envy. And I'm sorry, I have to the flip things. Yeah, so and like it had like the keypad underneath it. Yeah, so like it flipped up like a little laptop, and that was my keyboard. But I also had a phone on the front of it, so that's what that was my Envy. And I had that for a while because I was cheap and my parents were like, we're not paying for a new cell phone that you're just going to break. So I had that up until I remember I like tossed it on my bed and it just shut off. What? That's how busted up that phone was. Wow. Like I couldn't use the A key anymore on the keyboard like i used that until it was destroyed that sucks like nothing on the key like i couldn't have words with a in them if i did i had to type on the actual like phone part where i had to type like two once and then wait and then yeah i hate those things (laughs) my mom still has my first phone really yeah and i tried to use it once just for you know kicks and giggles and i like get a press like maybe four or five times to get to like the period you know, I'm not and I'm like, I'm not doing this. I nope. put it down immediately. Yeah. And also, I had a sidekick because I bitched my dad for so long. Because, like, I remember when I was younger and I told my dad, if you find any phones, give it to me. Because, like, I used to love taking apart technology. Like, I used, mm-hmm. to, I used to love taking it apart, going through the software and the system. And when my dad told me that I couldn't have one, I lost my shit, right? So I guess he must have told his friend that he used to work with in New Jersey and he gave me a sidekick. Mm-hmm. So my dad never bought me one. His friend did. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then after that, it was like the razor and the zooms. I and know. Everybody had things. a razor. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Um, after my NB, I got an iPhone. And I've just been iPhone ever since. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know when did I became a Samsung fan when I met my husband. Because like before him, I was LG the whole time. Well, that's because your husband is against, like, you know, the, right. the like, you know, mainstream He technology. is against, uh, he's against everything that the masses yeah. go for. He's just like, no, we can't do that. Or no, this is cooler. This is all. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, but I'm so invested in Apple at this point. 
Like, honestly, the only reason I don't have a Mac computer is because I like to play video games. Mm. And Mac computers aren't, like, the best at that. I mean, they're pretty good, and they're getting a lot better, but they're not the best. And honestly, like, my desktop cost about, like, a third of what the what a Mac Air would cost me. So I'm like, mm. It costs a third of it? Mm-hmm. But your desktop looks amazing. I know. How fucking dare that? I'm writing <laughs> When yours is, like, amazing, elite, and custom-made, and it's a third of what theirs cost? It's not custom-made. That's what Carly told me. No, I can custom-make it. What? It's just a basic, like, it's not custom-made. I paid extra for, like, a specialized um, graphics card. <laughs> and I And I can upgrade it whenever I want. So, basically, like, there's a bunch of room for me to upgrade it over time, but mm-hmm. it's not, like, super custom-made. Oh. That's not how she explained it to me. Yeah. Okay. Let's not digress. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've already had. We like, did? No, I think we did great. Mm-hmm. Refills. Are you going to fill me up? I forgot how sweet this is. Yes. I did too. I am oddly getting used to bitter wines now. The older I get, the more I'm like into bitter. I'm, like, always trying to stop at that little symbol. <laughs> oh, my glass. Yeah, and I'm like, we're doing great. Here. Why did you put a tumbler in mine? I'm driving. <laughs> <laughs> Ta-da. All right. It's only, like, what? 5% less than yours? Maybe even more? Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. We, all right, moving past technology, we are more civic-oriented. So that means that uh, millennials have a stronger sense of community on a local and global scale compared to um, previous generations. So we're more conscious about, like, our neighbors and how we are, um, how our actions affect others, like, around us. Um, we're also more often to believe in political engagement and that the government can be a powerful force of good. Um, and millennials believe that they are obligated to make the world a better place and believe that they can, um, through the use of like government activism. How do you feel about that? So I don't disagree. So here's my thing. I do believe that the government can be a powerful force of good. I just don't think it is right now. Yeah, I don't think it's being used properly. So I feel like, and I don't know if this is because, like, there's a lot of older generation still involved in it. You know, a lot of millennials are also kind of, like, jaded. Um, They don't, so there's also research that, like, even though they they do believe that the government is a f- powerful force of good, they also don't believe that it's being used correctly. Mm. Um, and I think of, like, our government system, and it's just not working from, like, the top down. And also, I don't think people are properly educated about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we think, like, oh, we voted in a, a president. He's going to fix it. But, like, fixes don't happen as big on a, like, a top scale. like. Yes, like, he has the power to do executive um, 
what the fuck is it called? Executive orders. Yeah. And things like, sorry, I forgot what the what word was. What the fuck was. is it called? What mm. the fuck? It's an executive order. And things like that can change. But, like, at the same time, you also have state and local governments right. that make the bigger changes. Like, yeah, the president can say, like, hey, I want this to happen. But if the state doesn't vote on it, and if the state government decides, like, hey, we're not doing this, then it's not going to affect you directly. So another trait is we're very conscious, and um, and that pretty much means when it comes to uh, health, social and economic and environmental issues, millennials are the most conscious generation to date. Um, they are often referred to as uh, conscious capitalists. Uh, they are interested in supporting businesses that serve interests to all who are involved. Um, so going, so we'll touch that, but going back to being more conscious, like, I noticed that a lot of people my age are very, like, conscious about um, self-help and making sure that self-care is important. Yeah. We're very um, conscious about things going on with us, like, economically and socially. Um, our generation's the first to really, like, talk about, like, climate change on a broader spectrum and talk about, like, global issues going around right um and as of right now they're the most conscious generation to date but i feel like that's going to change soon Mm -hmm. because that thinking is going to cascade down and you can already see a lot of gen z excuse me stepping up and already having a lot of those thoughts and having that drive to make the world a better place yeah yeah i mean you know what for a while i was writing letters to like our governor mm-hmm. and like things like that. When I was like hearing things that was going on, I would write letters or emails. And it's actually funny because I didn't get the idea to do that until my aunt was like, Oh my God, there's so much injustice going on in Pennsylvania. Here's the email to our governor, write it. And here's the email to our mayor, write it. Great. Great. Just great. You know? Um, so millennials are often referred to as a con as the conscientious capitalists. So we as a group are more interested in supporting businesses that serve the interests of all who are involved. So not just the interest of like us getting the goods that we're looking for, but we also are more likely to support businesses that help support the community. We're mm-hmm. more likely to um, invest in having a more diverse employees having a diverse group of like board of directors who are interested in donating to charity like we're more interested in supporting businesses that help the world or help the people yeah, like human rights environmental or you know we're more interested in investing in companies that like are good to their employees because we know that their employees are being taken care of so we're more interested in like spending our money there so yeah the millennials are just more typically invested in supporting they're not as big as in Investing in bigger businesses that are kind of like faceless and nameless, they're right. they're more likely to support um, companies that are more open and active. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think that's like I think that's like uh, kind of like how we are when we discuss when we like even like Chick Fil A when we discuss them something mm-hmm. so I guess like something you don't even think about on a day to day basis because like if French fries are amazing, but like right. we also know that. They don't support certain people for certain reasons. Yeah. Yeah. So you you do see a lot of people who are conscientious about that and are less likely to um, 
support businesses like that because they know where their money's going. And like Etsy. I love Etsy. I love Etsy too. And I actually like supporting those people who are actually like sitting there making it by hand Mm -hmm. and then sending it to me. I order soap off Etsy. I love ordering from Etsy because it's just so personalized. Like I love how like if I order something, sometimes I'll get it and have like a thank you card. Yeah. Like, I think that's so cute. That's also why I've stopped buying a lot of my clothes from, like, businesses. And I've actually started doing, like, Poshmark and um, ThreadUp and things like that. Because I feel like, I don't know, like, I order some of my stuff. And I'm like, oh, like, I one person sent me a shirt. And with the shirt, she sent a thank, a thank you card. And because it was near Halloween, she sent me a small bag of candy. Aww. And I was, like, so touched. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, it just has that personal touch yeah, to I it. I love that. And I love supporting somebody else. So. I like that. Even when I order, like, my wigs, mm-hmm. they'll send me, like, eyelashes and then, like, tell me who was working on the wig or something like right. that. And I'm like, this person made my wig by hand? Mm-hmm. I still have that wig. I like Lush too because Lush tells you that they have that little sticker and they're like, love Lush. they're like, oh, Dave made this, and I'm like, Dave made it. I love Lush. Thanks, Dave. I love Lush. Oh they're my gosh, so great, it's so nice. I also used to work for them, so like, you have to. I have to. <laughs> they're so great. I won't edit that out either. Um, <laughs> again, if they want to give us some money, yeah, right. Lush is a fantastic, absolutely company. fantastic company. Uh, it makes me want to like redo my bathroom so I can have like a nice bathtub to take baths in again. I support that. <sighs> Alright. I'd be here. Yeah, you would <laughs> just move in at that point. <laughs> um another trait of millennials is that they are global citizens. So that means that they are less patriotic and want to make the world a better place. So they're mm. much less worried about their individual countries mm. and they're more focused on the globe as a whole. Millennials are also very entrepreneurial. Um, They are less likely to follow the career and life plans laid out by boomers. Um, However, there was something in there that said that even though they are more entrepreneurial, they're less likely to be successful in their businesses. Really? And it's a mixture of, um, you know, them being more of, like, the idea people and not getting as much, like, traction going. They also are less likely to get funding. And also with the economy, how it is, it doesn't set millennials up to be as successful as an Mm -hmm. entrepreneur as we would like. So even though they are more interested in doing um, entrepreneurial things, they're not as successful as maybe their previous generations or predecessors. Oh, it's sad. It also might be because there's more of us. Uh, trying to be entrepreneurial than there was before. Yeah, I can see that. Um, can't relate. Can't relate. So, millennials are also more flexible. Damn right I am. <laughs> in, all, in all the right places? In all the right places. Ask my husband. <laughs> He's going to want you to edit that out. <laughs> Too but, bad. Um, we... As millennials value authenticity and value individuality, which we kind of talked about how we prefer, you know, the businesses. The businesses. That we, yeah, we, we support. We um, value being individuals. We're not big on the like stereotypical, like 
viewpoint. Um, I wonder if that's too why like geek culture has suddenly become really popular because it's seen as being more authentic. <gasps> or is that in middle school? Right, but <laughs> but like if you think like as of now, like as a millennial, like I'm looking and seeing all these people who are open to being like anime fans, like Marvel fans, comic book, like you see that more often than not. Like people yeah. more comfortable being like an individual. Like we celebrate being weird more than we celebrate like being in the norm. Right. Yeah. Um so we are also more transparent as a generation. <laughs> um <laughs> we hold no bars. No bars. <laughs> um which is true. I like to think I feel like most millennials I meet are very straightforward with what they want. Yeah. And very straightforward with like what they expect, who they are. Um we are more frugal as a generation. Hell yeah. Um probably because we've lived through how many recessions at this point? I you know I read something online I was like, oh, we are the only generation that had survived three recessions or something like that. Yeah. Several. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, we are survivors. We are. I can't oh, economic crashes. Right. <laughs> time for it. So millennials are more often known to save money, probably because we're always anticipating the next recession. Mm-hmm. Millennials are more liberal and more compassionate. Um, I'm not compassionate. This isn't just about you. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. I told you I, I was going to say what relates to us and what does not. That's true. But, but right now you're just talking about what relates to you. Well, you're not compassionate, but I didn't want to say that. What do you mean I'm not compassionate? When do you show me compassion? That's different. (laughs) (laughs) I I would like to disagree, but okay. Compassion can be shown in many different ways. And so instead of saying to you, listen, I'm not fucking spending money on wine. Go buy it yourself. Because I had wine here. I didn't have to go out and buy you your favorite wine. Mm, You asked. But that's because I'm compassionate about you. Mm, I think you just love me. Uh, well, isn't that the same thing? No. <laughs> um, yeah, millennials are more liberal, more compassionate. Mm. They are also more progressive. Uh, millennials don't just accept the status quo. They, all, they will change the system if there's something we could improve on. That's what they mean by progressive. So that's probably where the whole, like, we can change it and we need to change it mentality comes in. Um, we are practical and result oriented. Yes, we are. Yeah. Like me and you. Yeah. We're, <laughs> if I don't see results, it's not worth it. Yeah. Um, we are more team oriented. That's how I feel when I'm working out. Yeah. <laughs> We're so results. <laughs> no results. I'm not doing it. I'm done. I'm done. Even though there's intermittent fasting and working out, I've seen it so mm-hmm. Even though I get snappy when I'm hungry. Which is apparently a lot. <laughs> wow. I've never been so offended. I'm just speaking of fasting, I'm trying to figure out if we're getting food or not. I've already decided that. Wait, what time do I stop fasting? Eight o'clock? Yeah. Uh okay. So practical and result oriented. We are also team oriented as a generation. Okay. Um, we are multitaskers, but also impatient. So they and I put this together 
because we as a generation view our time as valuable and don't want to waste it. Totally. So which is why we're more likely to multitask and we're impatient because if something is going to waste our time, we don't want to do it. I also think that's why we're so transparent. Probably. Because instead of dancing around where we're trying to get to, we like to get straight to the point. Right. Um, And then we are nomadic and adventurous. Mm, I can see that. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of people I know who are are more willing to just get up and go. Mm-hmm. Like, get up and move. And just, like, I, how many people have we known who have just been like, I'm moving to California. Like, huh. just because. I would love to do that. Yeah. I don't know. I just have so much shit to move. Uh, mm-hmm. I still want to move, though. I really do. I want to. I feel like eventually I'm going to move. I'm just going to do it with my company. I hate everything about you and your company. My company is moving south, though, not into the mountains. I feel like this is an argument for another time. Because <laughs> you're the one who told me you wanted to move to the mountains up north. Yeah. I don't know if I'm allowed to say where it is you said you wanted to move. But if I can't move up north to the mountains because I have to move with my company. So if I became rich, I would move up into the mountains. I would have Mm -hmm. a beautiful mountain house in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Where Jason's waiting to chop you up. That's okay. Um, My father's a member of the NRA. He's super conservative. I know how to shoot a gun. Um, (laughs) So... I would like that. However, if I don't become suddenly rich and I have to continue with my company and move with my company in order to move up and make more money, my company is moving south. So I would have to move south with my company. Oh, that's so sad for you. Yeah, you really upset. You're moving where I want to go. (laughs) (laughs) So, I will eventually do it. I just need to get there. Yeah. So, that's basically... Also, you don't have that much to move. My books are heavy. Yeah? I've seen them. Yeah. You've also did a great job moving the last time. Yeah, but... the time before that. That's because I'm OCD. and Well, so the last time I moved, I moved, but it was, like, chaotic. So I moved, but I left a lot of stuff at my parents' house, mm-hmm. and then I gradually came back and got it. This, the next time I moved, I knew I couldn't do that because it was an apartment. So then I found out that I might be moving. Not even, not even knew for sure that <laughs> I was moving. So I found out possibly in September, and then I knew that if I did move, it would be the end of January. Yeah. So I found out possibly the beginning of September and started the moving process in September because I'm a psychopath. See? You validated my point. And I literally had everything but furniture packed by the middle of January. Yes, and we moved that like a great team. I know, and then when I actually... Once again, millennials believing in teamwork. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was great. Yes. But like I said, if you have to move south or wherever the fuck it is you're trying to move, you'll be perfectly fine because you did it twice. You did it very well, and I don't want to hear you bitch about it. So, yeah. 
doesn't mean I want to. That shit's heavy. And I keep buying books, and it's so expensive. And it's you know what? We'll get to. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Fine. Cross and even if I move, I'm gonna move first without you. Yeah, that's not sad. I might move first without you. That's true. Well, you miss me? Of course, I'll miss you. Just checking. <laughs> it's probably gonna be North Carolina, by the way. That you'd move to? Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, opposed to that. No, no. My cousin Jess lives in North Carolina. She's a great time. She's a lot more fun than I am. This is a lot more fun than me, <laughs> bitch. No, than I am. Okay, I believe that. Anyway, um, so the next topic. So we're done with the characteristics. Oh my god, really? Yeah. Actually, I decided that this will probably be a two-part episode. Okay. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So so I went through the entire list. Um, you have nothing to add. I have nothing to add, but if you do have anything to add to this list, or if you have an opinion on anything we stated, definitely like hit us up in our email. Let us know what you think about being a millennial, what you think is true or not true. Right. Yeah. Let's have a conversation. Let's have a discussion. Thanks for listening to Trying Trying to to Make It to 30. 30. Our cover art is made by Carly Simone, and our sound mixing is done by Ricky Vasquez. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at TTM30Podcast. If you have a topic or drink suggestion or just want to say hi, please email us at TTMT30Podcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed our alcohol-infused tangents and would like to hear more, please find us on any podcast streaming app available. And if you really like us and want to hear more, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. It really helps us out. Thanks again, and join us next time as we talk more about trying to make it to 30.